0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: I want to talk about the Indiana Knights jerseys that the Colts unveiled today. They got the black helmets. They got some kind of special textured material in the jersey. They've got black bordering around the white numbers. What the hell is going on here? We're going to talk about the Indiana Knights jerseys. We're also going to talk about the most important assistant coaches this year. Colts, Their assistant coaches. We don't talk about them a lot, but they spend more time with the players than the head coach or anybody in the front office. The assistant coaches for the Colts are absolutely critical to this team reaching their zenith, their potential. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a Minnesota Vikings rookie who is cited for going 140 miles an hour in a Lamborghini in a 55, and somehow he wasn't arrested. What the hell do you have to do in St. Paul, Minnesota to get arrested if not going 140 miles an hour in a 55? Joe Stasniak is going to plead guilty to a Class B misdemeanor. As uh, part of the ongoing juris, uh, jurisprudence issues, um, that, and now hopefully done. He's got a, a hearing in August. Had, a, uh, had an issue, an assault issue, and now he's going to plead guilty to one Class B misdemeanor. Got to tell you a little bit about Joe Stasniak, all right? We'll do that. And college football, some rules changes. And they're going to make the games faster. For God's sake, is college football in need of a speed injection? Maybe Jordan Addison should pay a visit to the NCAA and be a part of their rules thing as as much as he is obviously devoted towards speed. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Thursday, July twentieth, two 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Call Jared Johnson today. You need a plumber. My God. Your pipes is going crazy. You call Jared Johnson, they're not going crazy anymore. He's like a miracle therapist for pipes. One visit, cured. 765-610-8809, the number. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like. The like is just being polite. They should call it the polite button. That's what they should call it. Ring the bell if you want an alert every time we go live. And if you want to make a donation, you make a donation. I appreciate it, and I'll get a little, uh, like, an alert with a donation where you can make a comment or ask a question, and I will be more than happy to answer it. Let's talk about sports. Look, I give very little thought to what I wear. So giving thought... <laughs> I know. You're saying, but, you always look spectacular. Every single morning at 6.45 and in the afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now, you look great. By the way, this shirt... In honor of the Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa concert tonight at Ruoff Mortgage Music Center, uh, this shirt is made of 100% hemp. It's true. I give very th- very little thought to what I wear. So giving thought to what football players wear is kind of something that I don't engage in easily. I'm not a fashionista. I know. Again, it's hard <laughs> Hard to fathom. Somebody who's put together fashion-wise as well as I. You think these shirts grow on trees? We'll talk about the Colts' Indiana Knights jerseys, all right? Uh, I believe, here's what I firmly believe about competitive enterprises. I believe that everybody in the building should be committed to winning. And everything done in the building should be toward that as a goal. We are going to win a championship. Everything that is done is done with an eye toward winning. I don't know how alternate jerseys play a role in that. I don't know wearing a black helmet with a blue horseshoe. I don't know how that makes you more competitive. The the special, um, what do they call it? The, uh, the heathered blue. It's heathered. I've never heard that term before describing fashion or or some kind of stitchery. All right, heathered blue. Does that make you better? Does that make you faster? Does that make you a better tackler? You're going to be able to, you know, kind of punch the ball out and create a turnover better because you're wearing heathered blue? I don't think so. But look, uh, we will talk about it anyway. The only thing I don't like, the only thing I can't get past, I don't like the black trim around the numbers. I like the Colts having two colors, blue and white. I think, for my money, the Colts have the most attractive uniforms in the NFL, bar none, and it's not close. I had a friend, a British friend of mine, who knows a little bit about fashion. We were in Chicago, this was a few years ago, and he said, you know, Kent, I would say about the Indianapolis, this is in a British accent, but I'm not going to do, you know, Kent, I've got to tell you that the most attractive, the jersey I would be most comfortable wearing to my office as a fashion statement would be the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Colts look smashing. That's what he said. He said that the Colts, now you know I didn't want to do the accent, but what are you going to do? You open a door, you're going to walk through it.
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. If if you want to look great in an NFL jersey, the Colts are the way to go. That's what he was saying. And I think he's 100% right. And if you've got the best already, why are you going to monkey with it and put people in a different jersey? I don't like it. I they they reek to me of those kind of knockoffs. The, the jerseys that you buy, which aren't really, they're close enough that they evoke the image of the team, but not so close that they violate, violate a copyright. That's kind of what these things look like to me. I don't dig them. But they are what they are. And if the Colts win when they wear them, hell, let's go. All right? Six days to camp. And what you're going to see at camp, you're going to see a lot of guys wearing collared shirts, Quite unlike this one, these are more golf shirt-looking things with Colts logos on them. Those are the assistant coaches, most of these guys. The high-level execs, they wear different clothes. But the assistant coaches, they'll wear T-shirts or these golf shirts with collars. And there's some you need to know who they are because they're really, really important to how this team plays in 2023. First and foremost, I got the DB coaches. Ron Miles and Mike Mitchell, the head DB coach and the assistant DB coach. You remember Mike Mitchell. He was the safety for the Colts for about a half a year when Quincy Wilson actually started playing good football. Mike Mitchell had a lot to do with that. They're going to have to coach up the corners and the safeties. Really, really, really young group. All right? No veterans right now. You got, uh, you got some guys like Nick Cross, like Rodney Thomas. Like Julian Blackman, really young. And then you've got two rookies on the outside you, you for, as cornerbacks. You, you've you got Rush and you've got uh, Brents. And then you've got kind of Kenny Moore, who's sort of a hybrid, sort of almost a linebacker type guy in the way he's deployed as a slot corner. All right, sort of. Not really, but sort of. Those guys got going to have to coach these people up. And then you've got Tony Sperano, Jr., He is the head offensive line coach, and you've got Chris Watt, who's the assistant offensive line coach. They're going to have to get these guys. Most have been with the team for a long, long time. Got to get these guys reinvigorated. Got to get these guys reengaged in the process of protecting a quarterback and opening holes for Jonathan Taylor. That quarterback's going to be Anthony Richardson. Anthony, And by the way, Chris Watt graduated the University of Notre Dame A guy who Quentin Nelson is aware of and respectful of, and that's a good thing. And Sperano, evidently, is bringing some additional energy to the group. That's a good thing. Then you've got Cam Turner, who's interesting, and not just because he's a native of Libertyville, Illinois, which is about 10 miles west from where I grew up, right out Route 176. Cam Turner is the quarterback's coach. He was the quarterback's coach also with the Arizona Cardinals, And Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has a similar skill set to that of Anthony Richardson, although they are of a different build. Uh, Kyler Murray, not terribly tall and not terribly thick. Anthony Richardson is both of those things. He's 6'4", 244. He runs like lightning. He throws like thunder. That's what he does. And it's up to Cam Turner to get the most out of him, also with Jim Bob Cooter, who is the offensive coordinator for Shane Steichen. Jim Bob Cooter uh, worked with the Eagles, and Jim Bob Bob Cooter's got a long resume that began as an NFL coach with the Indianapolis Colts from 2009 to 2011. Many people forget that he was here before, but he is really, really a good, good football coach. Uh, But like I said, the offensive coordinator with the Lions, worked with the Eagles in 2021 with Shane Steichen, and Jalen Hurts, this is like a dream team of guys to get the most out of Anthony Richardson as soon as humanly possible. He's got to be good as a rookie. There, there's no like plan for 2025. This team is expensive. This team did not play well last year at 4-12-1. This team's got to kind of have a bounce back here because Indianapolis can be a little bit fickle. And we don't want empty seats at Lucas Oil Stadium. You don't want them. I don't want them. Jim say sure as hell doesn't want them. And so let's not have that happen. All right. But those are the assistant coaches who are going to be really, really important to how this team comes together and how they compete starting on September 10th at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Let's talk about Joe Stasiak. Joe Stasniak, I worked with for years and years, from 1996 or 7 until 2010 when I was dispatched by the powers that be at MS Communications because my boss passed away. The new boss came in. He wanted to bring in his own guy, so it was out with the old, in with the new, and I went on with my life because that's what you do when you face adversity. You get up in the morning, you smile, and you move on, as Joe is trying to do after uh, what happened in his life. There are details of this story, which I will not tell, they are Joe's to tell, that would kind of give you uh, an idea of how Joe is not necessarily uh, responsible for all of this. But Joe wants it to go away, so he's going to plead guilty to a Class B misdemeanor charge of battery, which comes with this. A 180-day sentence that is going to be at least 176 of the days are going to be suspended. He's going to serve one year on probation. He cannot drink alcohol. He will undergo anger management evaluation. I love Joe Stasniak. He's a friend of mine. And you know what? You do these things. You comply with the orders of the court. You embrace it, and you move on with your life. And and that's what Joe's got to do. And he's got a great network of friends with him. And Joe's going to be just fine. And those of you who loved him on the radio with Dave the King Wilson, uh, with Terry Stacy, with Michael Grady, he's the same old Big Joe. He is a wonderful, cuddly, nice, warm, hilarious human being. And he and his wife Pam are outstanding human beings and good friends. All right. Minnesota Vikings rookie. He was taken 23rd overall in the 2023 draft. Jordan Addison, which was a guy we kind of talked about a little bit, being a potential draftee of the Colts. The Colts kick the tires on guys. They do interviews about people. They do a background check that is withering, and maybe the reason they did not take or trade up to get Jordan Addison is this predilection towards speed, which he displayed early this morning. He was cited this morning uh, right around 3 in the morning for going 140 miles an hour. In a 55 mile an hour zone. This is patently dangerous. It's hideously illegal. It's um, magnificently stupid. And he wasn't arrested. And that's kind of the story for me. is How do you do this and not get arrested? What kind of a threat to the safety of our society do you have to be. In order to earn an arrest in St. Paul, Minnesota. Which is just outside St. Paul. Which is where Addison was cited. I, I don't know. There are a few things you can do in life that are more dangerous than drive 140 miles an hour. Fastest I've ever gone in a car driving is 110. This is in broad daylight on an absolutely desolate road. And you know what? 110 is enough. Going 140, I can't even imagine. This is in a Lamborghini. Where have we heard this story before? You remember Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, was going, 100, I think, 140, slowed to just over 110, if I'm getting my facts straight, before he hit a car that had a child and a woman in it, killed him. And he's in jail. The difference between these two acts is that Addison didn't hit anybody. That's the only difference. The fundamental act is the same. To not arrest this person as a disincentive for him doing that again and others like him who might be tempted to drive a Lamborghini 140 miles an hour on an interstate or an open road? What are you doing? What kind of a message are you sending to people? Shame on whatever law enforcement group is represented by the, the police officer who did not arrest Jordan Addison. Uh, college football rules changes. I dig them. You, look, the NFL is ultimately watchable. Like we said this morning, 75 of the top 100 televised programs in terms of viewership over the course of almost any given year are NFL broadcasts because the game moves at a pace that is pleasing to us. It's quick. It's done almost exactly three hours. It's unbelievable how close to exactly three hours each of these games get. And yet you've got college football where some games go four. 4 440? Who the hell's got that kind of time? I can play 18 holes of golf slowly with three slow players in the same amount of time it takes to conduct a college football game. So what they're doing is trying to enliven the pace of the game a little bit, and they're doing that by not stopping the clock on first downs. Thank you, uh, Fuey Flash. Going to Colts camp next weekend, first time going. Any tips I may need to know? Here's one thing. Go where the offense goes and get there quicker than everybody else because everybody follows the offense. The offense is fun to watch. The defense not so fun to watch. Special teams not fun at all to watch. So move to the side of the field where field where you see number five. That's a good tip, and you're gonna have a great time. So just relax and enjoy yourself, and you're gonna see a bunch of stuff and you're gonna have fun. There's no telling on which side, on which field there are two of them. There's a field to the north, there's a field to the south. And the offense is going to work on one or the other. And if you're on the wrong side of the wrong one, it's hard to see what they're doing. So try to keep up with where guys are going. That's the best advice I've gotten. then listen to the great Matt Taylor tell you what is going on. He is going to tell you how things are going to work. As you hear him talk, adjust where you're seated. That's great advice. Uh, the first change in the timing of college football first downs no longer stopping the clock outside the last 2 minutes of the first half and the second and the game all right inside those 2 minute periods first downs will stop the clock outside of those times the other 56 minutes the clock will not stop on first downs no consecutive timeouts by the same team my god that this wasn't a rule already shame on everybody involved in college football Calling timeout and then calling another timeout. If you're a head coach, and I get, like, your job is to win. There's no doubt about that. So you're thinking about winning. But if you've got 110,000 people in a stadium, and you're going to make them sit, especially in the rain and the cold, because you think that you're going to be able to freeze a kicker by calling three timeouts in a row, you're straight out of your mind and as indifferent to the plight of the people paying your salary as anybody I can possibly imagine. And then, uh, yeah, th- and that's just about it. you got to make college football timeout more like you do the NFL, and then college football is going to rise in popularity. By the way, Congress is looking to take <laughs> – man, Greg Sankey the other day, he's the head of the SEC, and he said, uh, we need uh, the Congress to set a standard for an Dude, what are you doing? you want to open that Pandora's box and put the United States government in charge of collegiate athletics? Are you completely insane? I think he is. He just doesn't want any part in fixing it, right? Doesn't want any of that responsibility. Shame on him. You make all that money, be responsible for something. Come on. All right, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent Brighton early about 645. Sterling in the morning on WGCL Radio in Bloomington. So go to WGCLradio.com. Click to listen. Easy. That's from about 7.07 7 till 9 o'clock. And uh, then, oh, uh, a very special edition of Inside Indiana Sports uh, now. Going to have that coming up. By the way, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Crystal Lamprecht, and Emiliano Grio all tied at five under par at royal liverpool as they try to uh compete in this british open championship
2: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere